What is up, everybody, and welcome to Daily Dose of Reality. I'm Hunter. Hey, hey, hey. I'm Tyler. Oh, I mean, I thought I was Tyler and you were Hunter, but maybe you've got that a little bit mixed up. But hey, it's cool because it don't matter with what we're doing today. Today, y'all, we have a good one for you. Ten best video games based on true stories. Yeah, some of these I don't think I'm going to know, but some of them I think I will. Now, this could be loosely interpreted based off of like a time period, or it could be an actual story. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and jump into this one with some crazy ones here, y'all. So number 10... Immediately, we're going to jump into this one, and it, I did not know this was a thing. JFK Reloaded. So this is a simulator where players get to relive the last moments of John F. Kennedy, the president of the United States, like, who was shot... Like as the assassin or JFK? As JFK. Okay. Okay, so you're going to get shot no matter what. Okay. Oh, no, wait. You get to play as the... Sh Whoa, you play as the shooter. I did not know that. So this is basically reliving the last moments of John F. Kennedy, the president of the United States, yeah. who was shot by, uh, it was Oswald, wasn't it? Lee Harvey Oswald? I think that's who it was. I don't remember. It's been a while since I had that I class. Was, uh, something that ended, the last name was a B. Booth. No, no that's Mark. that's Lincoln. Lincoln was shot by Booth. Then who shot uh, MLK Jr.? I do not remember. We'll have to look that up. Yes. But to make a long story anyway. short, you're playing as the assassin. Uh, the event is a touchy subject, uh, and this may be insensitive, but this game vastly documents the information about the incident and recollected much of the evidence surrounding possible theories and conspiracies. So it is a very educational game in a sense because it does have a lot of the information that surrounded that time, a lot of the conspiracy theories, a lot of the evidence, stuff like that. See, unlike a lot of people, I don't mind games that do that. There is a game out now uh, based around SWAT mm -hmm. and police, and a lot of the stuff... Ready or Not. Called Ready or Not. Yes, I want to play it. It gets so much backlash for... But they're not afraid to hit the hard... No. Hard subjects, and I mean... So... Uh, they were talking to... I can put this here uh, because we were talking about it, but they were talking. They had just put in a... There's the nightclub level. A nightclub yeah. level. And people were talking about that, but yet again, I watched a, a crime show on TV just the other day where three guys shot up a mall. So, I mm -hmm. mean, what's the difference? It's You're going to see that in all kinds of media, whether you like it or not. But if it's video games, it's terrible. No. Now, players differ in opinion on how appropriate it was to create a game like this. Yeah. Uh, may seem unnecessary, but it's also true that it does cover the assassination with really a lot of seriousness, and it doesn't make it enjoyable. It's yeah. meant to be a serious thing that ex explains what happened and how and all the evidence and stuff like that. It's yeah. not meant to be, you know. But it surprises me that they made this. I didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah. But based off real life. Number nine, we have Kingdom Come Deliverance. So, I didn't know that was based off real life. But... It's not really so much the real life. Uh, it's one of the most historically accurate video games, as it's set in the medieval kingdom of Bohemia. The player incarnates one of Scarlet's raid survivors during the War of 1403. Which uh... The whole story is based on real events that happened in that conflict which and means... include historical figures like Sigismund of Luxembourg yeah. and... Rakek Kobila of Divorce. 
I don't know if I said those names right. Which means me and you would have a, a ton, ton of fun playing. So uh, I thought I would have fun playing this, and this is on a side note. I bought this game. Its control scheme is so bad that it is almost impossible to get into. Is it? Yes. I know I've played a little bit of it. I want to return it. It was on Game Pass. <laughs> Uh, but it is praised because of the fact it's realistic. It has a realistic representation of its events, its environments, the people, weapons, clothing, and to make it exciting for most and most enthusiastic enthusiasts about medieval times, open worlds, and history. Oh, dude, uh, I want a good like night medieval game. Visuals are great. The atmosphere is cool. Uh, but the game has a lot of bugs. Yeah, a lot of bugs. Like but, it is neat that when you start off, you're like the son of like a like a blacksmith. So like you don't know how to use the weapons and stuff. If you try to sword fight at yeah. the beginning, you die. Yeah. Like you have to learn as you go. You've also got to remember though, uh, that game was you're talking about bugs and stuff. That game was not made by a humongous. No, it wasn't studio at the time. But we're not talking about bugs or anything yeah. like that right now. We are talking about games based on real life. And for a game based on real life, that one is. Yeah. Number eight, The Saboteur. I remember playing this game. So in The Saboteur, gamers would play as a character based on William Grover Williams. He was a race car driver, this is real, who fought against Nazis in World War II France. Uh, in the game, however, your name is Sean Devlin, and you're Irish. You're not actually named William Grover Williams, but it is based off of a real person who fought the Nazis as a saboteur in France. Uh, different tasks that players have to complete are entertaining, given that multiple different skills are required, such as shooting, driving, sneaking, climbing, among others. Uh, characters can come off as stereotypical, uh, but it does have a really good way of describing and showing the French resistance. Uh, the black and white visuals that appear when players enter areas occupied by the Nazis add to the overall symbolism of the fact that the Nazis are... Black and white. They want to kill. They want to control. Yeah. Uh, and it was a neat little play on the fact that they're basing it off of a real person without actually explaining that person. But that's kind of what he did. And there's a movie actually out about him. Yeah. Which uh, I think it was uh, Eisenberg plays him, I believe. I don't know. I know there's a movie, but I don't know who so, plays him. Number seven. Valiant Hearts, The Great War. So yeah. this, I believe, is based off of World War One. Yep, it's a puzzle adventure game on Xbox, okay? And it is actually on Switch as well. Uh, follows the story of multiple characters that are trying to help a soldier find his love. Now, the historical elements of the game are outstanding and capture the horror of the World, world War One faithfully. Uh, they focus more on everything and not just the military aspects of the game. Uh, the game does touch on themes regarding love, bonding between people, and tragedy. Because World War I was a tragedy. Yeah. Whenever you think about it, World War I was not fought like any current war, and it was not fought like any past war. Whenever we started, and I say we, we did not start World War We were not involved in World War I until the end. Yeah. Whenever World War I started, we had more modern weapons like machine guns and like nerve gas, stuff like that. But we still tried to fight a war like we had in the past where it was, you know, you lined up and you shot at each other. Yeah. And with modern weapons like machine guns, that isn't possible. 
Yeah. And it delved in, it devolved into trench warfare where it was just sides just wailing on each other with artillery and you know machine gun fire for nonstop days on end. And this is before people knew what PTSD and like shell shock was. So people who suffered from that were called cowards and were killed by their own sides. Yeah. Like that's and I mean that's a little history that doesn't really have to do with the game, but World War One was a tragedy, and to see a game that kind of follows and shows you what World War One was like, but also gives you those semblances of realism, like you know, love and loss that you would deal with as a person during that time is pretty cool. Yeah. The way the game is designed is really neat too, because instead of a first person shooter, which you expect most world war games to be. This game is a side-scroller. Yeah. Which, like, I I was hesitant. I played it on my Switch. I was like hesitant when it came out. art style. But it's a cool art style. Yeah. Like, it looks cool. And y'all, if you haven't seen it, I would recommend looking up a photo of it. Or playing it yourself if you have an Xbox or a Switch. Uh, but when you look at the art style of this, it's really neat when you think of the fact that it's... They're trying to be cartoony with it, but at the same time, it's it's real. Like, there are scenes yeah. in it with, like, destroyed bodies and stuff like that in this art style. Yeah. Yeah, no. Ultimately, though, it does... I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. Most war... Like, war games are fun to play. They yeah. are. Whenever you're just shooting everything. Uh, but they do reduce that conflict to shooting and killing. You don't... A lot of the times when you play a war game, you don't see the human side of it. No. You're mowing down endless waves of it. And then you just keep... And... For a game, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, if sometimes that's fun. But with a game like Valiant Hearts, uh, it did take the time to recover the humanity behind the devastating stories of modern mm-hmm. warfare during World War One. Yeah. And that's a neat aspect because you don't see that. No. Number six, guys, we have That Dragon Cancer. Ugh. This is a 2016 adventure game that tells the true story of two parents who face the tragedy that their four-year-old son has terminal cancer. Uh, The player goes through the family's complex scenarios to interact with multiple objects that offer fragments of Ryan and Amy Green's thoughts and memories of the tragedy. Uh, It's a very intimate game, and it has a very intimate nature to it. Uh, It's almost really inadequate to rate this game in any kind of list because of what it is. Uh... It's more directed to storytelling and to a piece of art than a game itself. Uh, It focuses on having effective gameplay. The player is trusted with the most devastating and moving aspects of loss, hope, and love in this game. Uh, Therefore, Box of Tissues is recommended to be within reach, as it is considered one of the top video games that will make any player cry. So instead of focusing on aspects like adventure and exploring you have to find different things throughout the game that will give you what's going through the two parents' minds as they're dealing with the fact that their four-year-old kid has terminal cancer and is going to die. It's a very dark aspect, but when you look at video games in whole, you don't see a lot that tell those kind of stories, and those kind of stories do deserve to be told sometimes. Yeah. And it might get people to realize, I mean, don't get me wrong, anyone I would hope would realize that, you know, the loss of a child to cancer is going to be hard on the parents. Yeah. Like, that's going to be horrible. I don't think I'd ever want to go through that. Yeah. But to be able to see, like, you know, younger kids who aren't 
really is understanding about that, yeah. this might show them. That's something. Right? So that one got a little bit dark there for a second, guys. A little bit sad. But now we have number five. 1979 Revolution Black Friday. So this follows the story of Reza Shirazi and the Iranian Revolution. Oh, okay. So he was an aspiring photojournalist, and he has to take pictures of the events that are happening. But he also has to make different decisions that drives the player to interact with the characters and surroundings in the game. So it's historically accurate. Uh, Access to real documented information about the revolution, realistic recreation of specific events, and complex characters make this title one of a kind. Uh, the game narrative is outstanding and encapsulates effectively the three-dimensionality of the Iranian Revolution. So there's nothing like black and white about war or conflict or revolutions or anything like that. Uh, this game gives the opportunity for you to see the stories of these people and lets you embrace their dialogue, their actions, their depictions throughout this. You see it through their eyes instead of a black yeah. and white newsroom. Exactly. Which is a really cool way of doing it, and it's a really cool way, especially with a country like Iran, it's a really cool way to get that out there because you don't see that yeah. coming from Iran. You know, and it's a really cool way to get that out there and show people. Yeah. So now we're going to get into a little bit more loosely related one here. So number four is Assassin's Creed 3. Now the story behind Assassin's Creed 3 is not true when you think about the main characters. It's not a true story. But the world that Assassin's Creed 3 happens in, along with a lot of characters, places, and references, are. Yeah. They are a very accurate depiction of those characters, those places, those battles, and what happened during the American Revolution. Well, every Assassin's Creed is, <laughs> is like Every that. Assassin's Creed is like that. You don't get really true stories when you look at people. But you do get true events in history for the most yeah. part. Some of them are a little bit lax about it. Like origins, really, you see a lot about Egypt, but it's not as well detailed as some of the others. Origins was based in a his coming from somebody who's played almost the entire game. Uh, is based in a a historical. Egypt, mm-hmm. but there's not like a huge event. There's not a huge event in the game on, that like you would remember from like in ancient Egypt. In Assassin's Creed Three, you've got uh, yeah the American Revolution. Yeah, in, and in uh, Odyssey, the one that came after Origins, you have the 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 uh, three hundred and like the Greeks and yeah fighting and Persians yeah. and all that. Uh, in Valhalla, you've got you know the Vikings Vikings arriving in. Yeah. London and you know England and stuff like that. Uh, Assassin's Creed is really good about having an environment that is yeah. very real feeling. And another thing I'll tell you tell you guys if you if you've never played the Assassin's Creed games and and your history fans, and, but you don't like care for the assassin <laughs> side of it, do the just explore, uh, do the discovery yeah tours on. Uh, Odyssey Origins. You get to see a lot of history without a lot of combat and like... They've even made it where you can use it in schools. Yep. Teachers can use it and stuff. But... So, if you want to do that, do that. That's that's a great tool if you like history, but you don't want to deal with the weird Assassin's Creed stuff. 
it's weird sometimes. It is. But back on the subject of Assassin's Creed 3, uh, it realistically depicts the American conflict yeah. for revolution. Uh, and it gave the game a very effective atmosphere. It immersed players into that time of history. Uh, like other titles in this franchise, it has a lot of playable content and a lot of plot elements that make the whole experience fun and educational at times. It is debated if this is the best Assassin's Creed in the series, but it is definitely one of the most memorable to yeah. me. Uh, to me, my favorite is still Black Flag. Yeah, I love the pirate <laughs> life and the fact that you don't start <laughs> off as an assassin in it. But this one is a close second for me. Three has got one of the greatest in terms of like well, the you, environment you're in. You see, Black Flag was like their turn away. Well, I mean, you had Unity, but uh, yeah, I don't Black Flag, we don't talk about Unity. <laughs> Unity was good. Black Flag was kind of their turn away from like straight out starting as an assassin. Yeah, and all the others you got to work your way up now. Yeah. Then number three, guys, we have this War of Mine. Uh, I don't and I'm just going to read the description they have here for this. Uh, this is actually said by one of the characters in the opening of the game's trailer. For soldiers, war is about victory. For us, it was about getting food. So this is a very disturbing and sad angle on warfare because it, while it focuses on an actual siege of Sarajevo in Bosnia, yeah. It's based around the country of Bosnia during that siege. It captures the difficulties of civilians, not soldiers. In this game, you do not play as a soldier. You do not fight. You do not go to war. You're a group of civilians who are trying to survive in a city that is under siege. Uh, you have to face disease, hunger, and death during periods of war. Uh, in a very unprecedented manner, it takes the protagonist out of battlefields and focuses on the suffering of an average people. Uh, it's very dark and depicts effectively horrors, the horrors of such tragedy and the inevitability of it during war. Uh, overall, the game does achieve a very deep and extremely moving experience. And it's another one that's played through a side-scrolling aspect with a really unique art style. Uh, whenever I first played this game, I did not know, and I have played this game. Whenever I first played it, I did not know that you were not playing as a soldier. And it's a very moving game to play as a group of civilians and you're trying to just survive yeah. while war is going on. Like there are times when there are soldiers from both sides that you have to avoid because they will just kill you because they don't know if you're a threat. Jeez. It's a very moving and dark game. If you don't like side scrollers, it's definitely probably not for you. But if you like, if you can stomach side scrollers and you like those kind of stories that are really more moving you know what the funny, i would definitely recommend it. you know what the funny thing is hmm. uh speaking of side scrollers the side scroller <laughs> is i played side scrollers growing up because that's basically what super nintendo games were a lot yep. of them. but now i don't play any for some reason i still it's, try to play it like i'll play them on occasion because i do like playing uh, some of those games just for the story and not, like, the whole, I want to play something where I can just fight everything. Yeah. I play them because I want the story. I need I need to jump back into some side-scrollers and stuff. Now. You ready for number two? Brothers, Brothers in Arms, Road uh, to Hill 30. So. What system was that on? Cause OG Xbox, and I think it was available on I 360 and PS2. I think you had it 
I did. I played so a little bit of it. Brothers in Arms uh, is one of the best games to touch on the matter of World War II. Uh, this is a common opinion between players and game critics. So World War II, you know, is depicted in a lot of games. You yeah. see it all the time. Uh, so this game is one of the best to follow the actual story. So you play as Sergeant Matt Baker. This is inspired by real-life Sergeant Harrison Summers. Uh, and you're a member of the U.S. Airborne Landing in Normandy and your squad. So it focuses big time on tactics, commands, and fights that feel impressively real due to the arduous investigation made by Gearbox Software of true historical events. So the gaming experience is as authentic as it gets, and details like dirt covering the soldier's vision, realistic sound effects, and the probability of being easily killed will transport any player playing it to the real-life battlefield. It is a very dark and gritty style of World War II because it follows the actual battles. Like, Gearbox did a lot of studying and investigating true historical events and the environment around them to make it as real as possible. And not only are you controlling your player, but you are controlling your squad as well. You have to send them into areas in the fight knowing that one of them may die. Speaking speaking of... What umbrella is Gearbox under? Are they under their own? I think they're under their own. I'll, we'll look it up. Let's because I was curious. Because let's see. I think they worked on some, helped out on some games that I did not type. They shouldn't have helped out on. They need to be doing stuff. Gearbox software. Aren't they the ones that do? Um, they're their own. They're the ones that. Yeah, but they're no, the they're ones. they're a subsidiary. Um, they're the of uh, Gearbox Entertainment. Yeah, they're the ones that do uh, Half Life, Brothers in Arms, Borderlands, Duke Nukem, Borderlands, Aliens, yes. Battleborn, Homeworld. So they they do a lot. They do a lot of weird stuff now. Their bread and butter is like Borderlands. <laughs> they previously worked for Bethesda, but became their own company. They were a subsidiary of Bethesda at first. I don't think I've ever seen them on any Bethesda type. I think that they made and their I've, own games under Bethesda. Oh, yeah. I've played a lot of Bethesda games, so... You ready for number one? Yeah. You got any idea of what it is? It's Noir or something. It's L.A. Noir. Oh. So L.A. Noir follows the story of Detective Cole Phelps. It's set in Los Angeles in 1947. This is a chaotic year in L.A., uh, and this is in real life too, is one of the most violent in U.S. history. By the way, uh, it guys, didn't help much that the cruelties of World War II were happening at yeah. this time as well. Uh, and players had to investigate and resolve multiple murder crime scenes in which some true life cases are addressed. The real murder of Gene French, better known as the Black Dahlia, is among one of the most exciting and intriguing missions to play. And this is based off a real murder. Uh, other real life places and references, as well as the compelling storyline, turn this game into a captivating and plausible experience that revives all the thrilling aspects of the best noir films of all time. So a lot of, even though the game itself is fictional, a lot of the crimes that you investigate in it are real crimes that happened during that time that you get to investigate in the game. I've played it. Playing it right now, actually, guys. Yeah, he's actually playing it for the the Twitch page right now. Yeah, if if y'all want to see that, come join us on Fridays around... Six o'clock Eastern. No, not Fridays. Thursdays. Thursdays. It's six o'clock Eastern time. And 
come hang out with us because we're playing this one right now. Uh, yeah. Well, that's uh, guys, that's the list. That's the top ten games that are based off of uh, true events and like real life. Uh, and yeah, some of them are loosely related. Like you know, uh, for example, like let me get back down to it. Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed, loosely related on the American Revolution, you know. But like I said, uh, they do... L.A. Noir, it's more the crimes that are true than the game itself. Yeah. But stuff like Brothers in Arms. But, but. You know, this war of I mine. Will say, what I will say along the L.A. Noir lines that I can't say for the Assassin's Creed is the L.A. Noir stuff, could all of it could be true. The, the. The uh, all of it is possible it's in not, rea- It's I'm possible saying, in reality. I'm saying it's possible. The it's the more realistic. Creed stuff is 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 not. Yeah, it's, it's more realistic. Assassin's Creed yeah. is more fun and adventurous while getting an educational sense, whereas Ellie Noir, while not as educational, sand square. Do you mean sandbox? I said fun and realistic experience and educational sand square. I said educational. And realistic. You said educational and sans. You said educational sans square. Uh, it must have slurred my words because but that's anyway. not what I meant. But L.A. Noir was more. You got real life stories, but it's in a like yeah. real life crimes in a fictional atmosphere. Yeah. But anyways, guys, that's our list. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, check back with us next week. We'll have a different one. Yeah. Uh, we don't know what we're going to do yet. So if you got any recommendations, go ahead and post them in comments, and we'll see yeah. if we can get any. Uh, make sure you check out our Twitch page at Don't Blame Us Gaming or our YouTube at Don't Blame Us Gaming. Yeah. Or you can even check out our Facebook at Don't Blame Us Gaming. Yeah, our Facebook's not... Not as up-to-date, but you can still get some older videos that are still good. Yeah. And guys, if you have any recommendations, you can message us on any of those. Check we will look and see. Check us out it's there. So without anything else, guys, we hope you enjoyed. This has been your Daily Dose of Reality. I'm Tyler. I'm Tyler as well. God bless you, y'all. Hunter. God bless y'all, guys. Have a good one. Have a good one.